Jesus. Can't hear myself. Thank you, Lord. How many of you love the Lord? You appreciate the Lord? You glad to be in the house of the Lord tonight? Well, tell you, I've had the greatest time on the road preaching. The word that God has revealed to me has been unbelievable. And I'm going to start on it here tonight because the Lord moved in me several, but the word of the Lord came to me last Sunday evening. And you know, that's different than God just giving me a message, but the word of the Lord came to me. And uh, I've not had that many miracles, but I ain't prayed for that many people. But the word that God has ministered into my spirit and that I've ministered to people is unreal. I mean, it's just, and uh, I want to encourage, and I know some of you can, some of you can't, but if any of y'all can get to the minister's meeting in June at Twin City, the Lord told me there's going to be an act of God. He told me there's a unity coming among the true ministers of God and that we will begin to see the fivefold ministry come forth. That's what the Lord told me about the minister's meeting in June. Uh, so I would really encourage you to make every effort to get in that meeting. And God is revealing Himself, and I want us to go to prayer. Uh, give me just a little bit of volume. I want us to go to prayer, and I'm going to tell you something, children. If you ain't willing to fight in prayer, you ain't going nowhere. If you ain't willing to get in this church and fight in prayer, you ain't willing to get in your prayer chamber at home and and put some effort in your prayers, you ain't going nowhere because the enemy will stop you. The enemy will stop you. This is for those that want something in God. And don't let me get on my knees in this church and be crying out to God and then get off my knees and y'all sitting there looking at me because you will stir something up in me. Because if you can't do nothing else, you get on your knees and you say, Help me, Jesus. But don't you just sit there and look at the ceiling or look around and be moving around because we are in serious times. We are in serious times. And the devil's doing everything he can to distract people and get their mind on everything else except the kingdom of God. And you're going to see when I get to preaching tonight, there is something happening. We are not going to enter into a visitation. We are in a visitation. And God is moving. And I want us to go to prayer and children of God, press God for fight. Press on Him. Ask Him for fight. Ask Him for strength. Ask Him for understanding. Amen. Because this is a time that we need God to open His Word to us. You know, the Bible spoke about uh, Jesus opened the disciples' understanding to the Scripture. This time we need our we need we need our uh, understanding open yeah. Yeah. not our carnal minds right. people trying to serve God in a carnal mind yeah. people trying to serve God with their minds scattered people under pressure they don't know how to condition their minds they don't know how to set their hearts on God they don't know how to fight against all this stuff that's got their minds so scattered and I've tried to teach people this I've tried to teach y'all how to discipline your minds well this is down uh, like they say the proof's in the pudding this is down to it but are you going to get in and get this or are you going to miss what God's got for you? You're going to miss what God's got for you. 
So let's go to prayer. Let's ask God to reveal Himself and help us. And if you'll ask, you'll receive. Amen? If you'll ask, you'll receive. Hallelujah. So let's ask. Will you go to prayer with me right now? Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask you, Lord, to reveal yourself in the hearts and the minds of your people. Lord, this is warfare. The kingdom of heaven is at the door. The kingdom of heaven is here, Lord. It is time for it to be revealed. Lord, if there's ever been a day that we need eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart to understand what the Spirit is speaking, Lord, it's today. If there's ever been a time, Father, when we need a, a fight and a determination to press our way into the kingdom, Lord, it's now. God, we need strength. We need understanding. We need determination. We need faith, Lord, to fight. God, help us to earnestly contend for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. In Jesus' name, Lord, overshadow the hearts and minds of your people, and we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, Y'all go ahead and be seated. It sounds like I need a little bit of volume up here. I can tell I'm straining out. We're going to have to reposition some speakers, but let me see where I'm at. I think I'm good out here. I think I'll be all right once I get out here. But I want you to open your Bibles with me because I'm going to go ahead and... That's a bit too much up here. I want to go ahead and get in this Word. Hallelujah. Just turn me down up here. I'll be all right as long as I, once I get out there, and I'll be out there in just a minute. A little bit too much. Open your Bibles to Ecclesiastes, third chapter. I know that I know that this is a very familiar scripture. Sound like I got anything at all up here now? Hallelujah! Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Appreciate the Lord. And I tell you, I am so excited and. I didn't have a lot of miracles while I was gone, but uh, I went and preached at a little church Thursday night just before I come home Friday. I was on the road nine days and preached 11 services. Uh, had a men's meeting Saturday night in Pooler, Georgia, and had 20 men turned out, and every one of them at the end of the men's meeting said, Brother Meadow, when you come back, would you please do this again? said, it is so helpful. And said, we don't have nothing like this. We don't have nobody to take time to instruct us. But uh, I went and preached for a, 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 a brother I've known for probably 25 years. He uh, took over a little church. It's in a place called Sylvania, Georgia. It's just out in the sticks. Didn't have but about 10 or 12 people. But I had more miracles in that little church than I had the whole time. Uh, because I just went in there and preached on faith and preached on Jesus. And the first man I prayed for had cancer of the esophagus. And I said, do you hurt? He said, yeah. He said, I can feel the cancer. It's right here. Uh, I said, so you'll know when God heals you. He said, yeah, I'll know. I said, well, you fix it and know. And when I laid his hands on him, everybody the pain left. He couldn't find the cancer. His wife come up there looking for it. She couldn't find it. And just four or five miracles like that. And man, when I left that place, every one of them's begging me to come back. They just they want something real in God. 
But how many of y'all remember me telling you about the young lady I prayed for up at Victory Hollow uh, out in the parking lot? She had cancer up in, the, up in her mouth. Uh, said she had a big uh, tumor up, up in the top of her mouth behind her nose, probably big as a, a big lemon or a, a baseball. She was supposed to go and have 12 hours of surgery. Uh, I think it was Thursday. She was supposed to have 12 hours of surgery at Emory. Uh, Thursday evening while I was on the way to church, Sister Terry called me. I was hoping she'd be here tonight to testify. But, you know, uh, when I prayed for her, she couldn't smell. She hadn't been able to cry. All this up here was stopped up. And so she went, and they said they was going to have to go in there, take the whole roof of her mouth out, spread her face open, uh, go in there and take that thing out, reconstruct her face, said she's going to be in the hospital five or six days before they could ever talk about releasing her. 12 hours of surgery, and she went Thursday, and that 12 hours went to four hours. Uh, they went on up in there and, and cut, the, cut her palate out, and they found a little bitty mass up in there and took a spot out the size of a dime and checked it, and it wasn't even cancer. Hallelujah. To me, if it had just left it alone another week or two, they wouldn't have had to do nothing. You know, but she 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 don't know nothing about healing, but I'm going to tell you something. Her mother told Sister Terry, she says, I don't know where she went. I don't know who prayed for her. I don't know what God done in her, but whatever it is, I want what God done in my daughter's life. I want to go where she went. I said, well, tell them I'll be up there next Saturday night. I'll be there, and they can come get, if they want God to reveal, they can come get what her daughter got. So I don't know how many of them is going to be there, but I tell you, I'm looking for God to do great things. And it's those kind of testimonies uh, that's going to cause people to know God's real. Amen. Not church folks, just sinner folks, God healing them and delivering them. But God's got a purpose for that young lady. But from Ecclesiastes, the second chapter, third chapter, I'm sorry, Think maybe if you turn your game down uh, and then turn your volume up. Sound like you're pushing too much gain. Uh, turn it back and then turn your volume on your channel up. Uh, you know, your volume button at the bottom where you turn me up and down. I think it'll help the feed. That, that, sounds, that sounds pretty good up here. Uh, chapter 3, verse 1. This word is very important. This is, uh, when I get into this, you're gonna, I'm going to tell you the word of the Lord that came to me. To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. That's all I'm going to read right there. I want you to go with me uh, to the book of Luke, the first chapter. And I'm going to the 18th. Verse, you get there with me, say amen. And Zechariah said unto the angel, Whereby shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife well stricken in years. The angel answering said unto him, I am Gabriel, that stand in the presence of God, 
and am sent to speak unto thee and to show thee these glad tidings. And behold, thou shalt be dumb and not be able to speak until the day that these things shall be performed because thou believest not in my words which shall be fulfilled in their season. I want you to notice that. God's word has a season. God's word has a season. Go back with me to Genesis 18. And I'm going to verse 14. Tell you, I feel the hand of the Lord in here tonight. Such a great, great, great uh, move. And I tell you, while I was on the road, God really undertook for me. I am not nowhere near tired. Uh, I mean, I drove probably uh, seven, eight hundred miles while I was gone preaching. Drove another uh, almost five hundred coming back into the house. I mean, in a, over here the last two days, and I am I, I feel strong. And I, I mean, Saturday and Sunday both I preached two services, and I just feel strong. But God is revealing Himself. Is anything, 18 and 14 in Genesis, is anything too hard for the Lord at the time appointed I will return unto thee according to the time of life and Sarah shall have a son. Go with me to Job 14 in verse 14. God has really done some amazing things in my life these last 10 days. And I thank him for it. But I tell you, I've kept uh, every day, no matter what I was doing, whether I was in the motel or out getting stuff, going to eat, I had my earphones in my ear listening to the Word of God. If I go out to drive or go out to eat or go out to get stuff at the store, I kept my earphones. I kept the Word of God going in my spirit almost constantly for the last seven to eight days. When I lay down at night to sleep, I listen to the Bible all night long. I'm getting back into that lifestyle and mindset that I had years ago on the evangelistic field. That's how this Word got in me, and that's how I keep it alive in me. But from Job 14 and 13, Oh, that thou wouldest hide me in the grave, that thou wouldest keep me secret until thy wrath be passed, that thou wouldest appoint me a set time and remember me. If a man die, shall he live again. All the days of my appointed time, this is where I'm going tonight, all the days of my appointed time will I wait till my change comes. Hallelujah. You see where I want to go from here. From Galatians chapter 4. And I'm going to read the first couple of verses. Thank you, Lord. Y'all with me, Galatians 4? Now I say that the heir... As long as he is a child, differ nothing from a servant, though he be Lord of all, but is under tutors and governors until the time 
appointed of the Father. I want to talk to you tonight on the appointed time of change is here. The appointed time of change is here. You know, the Lord deals with my heart on many things. And God gives me many good things to preach in His Word. But there is a time that the Word of the Lord will speak to me. And when the Word of the Lord speaks to me, that is God's mind for His people at that time. I mean, just having God reveal something to you in the Scriptures, one thing. But when the Word of the Lord speaks to you, I know it. I don't know if y'all know it or not, if you've had that, but I know when the Word of the Lord comes to me. And when we come back out of the men's retreat that Sunday, April the 1st, you know, the Spirit was really high in here, and I got just into my Scriptures, and then I turned and started exhorting on faith because of that man here was here with cancer. But if I had preached that Word that day, that I went back and checked my notes. April the 1st, it was the days of change have come. That's what I had set for April the 1st when we come back. But I did not get to preach that word. Anyway, I was in uh, Pooler, Georgia. I had preached at Sister Angela's that morning on this story of God turning the hearts of the fathers back to the children. And I tell you, I've never had God deal with me about the home the way God's starting to deal with me about the home. If you have ever got your house in order, I'm talking about your natural home and your spiritual home, you better get it in order. Because I've never had God speak to me like this, but God spoke to me and he said, this right here is not where we serve God. He said, this is where we worship God. This is where we come to get strength. He said, your home is where you serve me. And he said, there is not an atmosphere of my spirit and my presence in many of my people's homes. He said, you serve me in your home. There should be an atmosphere of praise, an atmosphere of worship. There should be a spirit of prayer. If somebody comes to your home, they ought to be able to step in your home and feel the presence of God. Because you continually keep your mind on the Lord. You continually surround your things, yourself with things of God. But it's like people step out of church, they step into a different world. This is the very reason we've never been able to possess what God wants us to possess. But the Lord is setting things in order. But anyway, I, was, I had to preach in Savannah that night. This was Sunday. And... Man, all the way into the afternoon on up into, I, I mean, I was uh, up to the time I was getting ready to uh, get dressed to go to church. I kept laying there on the bed and getting up and walking and praying in the, telling God, I don't have anything to minister to these people tonight. I could not get any direction. I could not get a train of thought. I could not get an inspiration. I could not get God to take me anywhere. And I said, God, I am not just going to step in that pulpit and just preach something. And I was getting my uh, change of clothes together, 
getting everything ready to go out the door. And the word of the Lord spoke to me out of Job 14 and 14. And he said, all the days of my appointed time, I will wait till my change come. And God spoke to me right there, Sister Brenda, and said, we have entered into a visitation. He said, you tell my people this ain't coming. It's here. It is here. This thing is on us. It is on us. And God, man, Scripture began to come to my heart, began to come to my mind, and God said, I have an appointed time to move. He said, I have an appointed time to move. He said, there is a season for my word to be fulfilled. There's a season. You know, when he visited Abraham, he told Abraham and Sarah, he said, at the time appointed, he said, Sarah's going to have a son. said, I told you, and you're 75, Abraham. Sarah's going to conceive. At that point, Abraham was 100. 25 years they had waited, and then God appeared to him, and he said, there's an appointed time for my word to happen. See, we've tried to get God's word to happen. We've tried to make God's word happen. We've told God, hurry up. God, get a move on it. I need this thing over with. But man, this word began to come to my heart. The Lord gave me that word in Galatians 4. He said, at the time appointed of the Father. He said, though we be heir of all things, said we're, we're nothing different than a servant. We ain't any different than a servant. Though we be Lord of all by our status until God gets ready to give us that inheritance at the time appointed of the Father, we don't have any more power or authority or say so than a servant's got. We don't have any more power. But man, that thing started coming down and all of a sudden God took me out in the spirit and I want to demonstrate something, Sister Brendan. I want you to help me. Man, I saw in the spirit people was walking down a road and I saw a line in the road like it was right there just in the road. And I saw as people come up to that line, come here. I saw them as they come up to that line and they stepped across that line. An illumination of the Holy Ghost. A power of the Spirit come down on them. And it wasn't just a shout. It was a power. And God said, this is going to bring in the anointing and the fivefold ministry to set the church in order. He said, this outpouring, this visitation. And I demonstrated this Sunday night that Savannah Sister Angela was there. And she called me after service. I said, when you done that, I, uh, electricity and a fire uh, went all over me. Uh, I could not tell you uh, what I was feeling. Uh, we have come to the time uh, of visitation. Uh, we have come to the time uh, that God has appointed uh, to visit His people. It's straining hard. You feel it? You feel it go, go through you? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Come here, Sister Kathy. We just say the lines right there. I seen people just walking down a road. Just walking down a road. And when they stepped over that line, it was like they were translated. 
translated from darkness to light. It was like they were illuminated and consumed. It wasn't a shout. It wasn't a jerk. It wasn't a jump. But God said, this visitation will bring the five-fold ministry. It is going to bring up the anointing that is going to set the church in order. And I'm telling you, it's here. This thing is on us. It ain't coming. It's here. It's here. It's here. It ain't coming brother John it's here the thing that God has chosen us to possess and enter into this is the time you will possess your calling y'all hear me this time you will possess your calling this will be the day you will make your calling and your election sure hallelujah we have got to have go with me to Ephesians the fourth chapter this is what God told me about. I don't know why these speakers are tying in together, but the monitors in the main are supposed to be totally separate. Every time you turn my mains up, the monitor squeals. Shouldn't be. Aggravating devil. Go to Ephesians, the fourth chapter. Hallelujah. If I have to, I'll get in here and fix it myself. But I shouldn't have to. Ephesians 4, verse 11. Y'all with me? And he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, and teachers. For what? What does the next verse say? For the perfecting, for the maturing, for God to complete in you, for the perfecting of the saints. What's the next part? For the work of the ministry. Is anybody with me? We got to have these five ministries. God told me in this minister's meeting there's come a unity among the true ministers of God. He said, I'm going to knit their hearts together. And he said, you're going to see the fivefold ministry start to come forth. And why? We got to have it. What? For the church to be completed. And the church is out of order. The church ain't going nowhere. We're having good meetings. We're feeling the Spirit of God. But we are not growing into this ministry, this New Testament, book of Acts, move of God. We're not growing into that fivefold ministry. It's not coming forth and it's now time to set your heart to seek God for what he's called you to do and what he's chosen you to do. There's some vessels that's called and there's some that's chosen. Amen. You may not like, but I'm a chosen vessel of God. God told me I was. God told me I was. And he told me these, the, uh, man, you wait till I preach the other part of this tomorrow. Oh, my God, man, this thing come all over me. Hallelujah. But anyway, the, the next day, uh, I, I was so tired because I didn't preach four services. And I got out just to grab me a, a sandwich for lunch. And I started in a restaurant. And there was a lady standing there with her back to her car and another lady talking to her. And as I walked by, that lady with her back against her car was facing me. I got probably about as far as me and you, Sister Kathy, and looked at her, and the Lord spoke to me. He said, she's got heart trouble and high blood pressure. 
and I saw myself in the spirit go up to her and say, Ma'am, I'm a minister of the gospel. If you'll let me lay hands on you and pray for you, God will heal you. But I did not feel that unction of the Holy Ghost. I mean, just in a heartbeat, I seen it, and I was still walking. I never broke stride. But I didn't feel that, that unction of the Spirit. What was God doing? Preparing me for what He's fixing to do. God's fixing to speak to you about people like right on the street. Why? It's time for this calling and this anointing and it's time for you to make your calling and your election sure. Well, Brother Better, what is that? That's for you to find out. I don't know what your calling is, but I have just, it ain't been uh, last two weeks that I was here. I preached to y'all about your calling. I said, find your calling. Find your calling. Search for it. Seek. Knock. Ask. Pray. Believe God. Get in there and present yourself to God. Find out what God has called you to do. And then when you know what he's called you to do, make sure you're doing what it takes to get elected. Calling is an invitation. Election is a choosing. Election is a choosing. To make make it sure is to be steadfast. So if you want your calling and your choosing to be made steadfast in God's sight, you better put some, you better put some hammer on the prayer wheel, because it's time to seek God to equip you for what God has chosen us to do. I mean, man, God revealed Himself Saturday morning. Uh, I had to go to Savannah and preach. I'd preach Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday in Twin City. I was still in Twin City. I was in the motel. Got everything together. Was checking out of the motel. Headed to Savannah, had to preach that morning. Got everything packed up, everything ready. Could not find my car keys. Could not find my car keys. And I'm not one that loses. I mean, I may lay them down somewhere, but, you know, if I got a lot of that, but I always put my hands on them. And I hunted. I went through the trash, went through my suitcases, uh, checked everything, opened my dumped my suitcase out, repacked it, uh, dumped the trash out, went through it, went through my dirty clothes, dumped them out on the bed, went through everything, moved everything in the motel, could not find the keys. I called Lisa. I said, I've got to go to Savannah. I can't find my keys. Didn't have an extra key with me. I said, I've got to have them keys. Went out there and looked, and I knew I didn't lock them in the car because I lock it with a remote when I get out. I knew they wasn't in the car, and... I had moved everything in the motel room. Finally, I went up to the office, and I, I told them, I said, I'm going to borrow a screwdriver because I was going to unlock my car anyway. I know how to get in my car. I've done it enough. I mean, I know how to do it. So I was going to get in my car, and I said, well, uh, I'm going to go back and look in the motel room one more time. And I walked in there, started moving stuff on the bed, picked my overnight case up. I done moved it three or four times. And when I moved it, it's like nothing was there, and then enough. Like that, those keys were there. I mean, just like that, those keys were there. You say, you crazy. Let me tell you something. You asked Brother David. He was with us in Savannah, what, a year or so ago? We went down there. We got off the interstate. I said, let's, it was almost Savannah Church. I said, let's stop and buy gas. I reached for my billfold. My billfold was not in my back pocket. I said, well, maybe it's under the seat. Uh, so we stopped. Looked under the seat, looked through the car, looked back in my back pocket again. I said, well, we'll just buy gas after church. 
I, I said, uh, they'll give me an offering. We'll buy gas. We pulled up to the church, got out at the church, reached back, and my billfold was in my back pocket. And Lisa will tell you, I done checked three or four times. Done looked all through the car. What is it? God is beginning to do miraculous things. Um, he is beginning to do great things. Um, I heard you testifying about what God done with the cloud. Uh, children of God, it's time uh, to dare to believe God. Uh, it's time, I mean, I, I moved that thing, and keys wasn't there, and then in a heartbeat they were. Uh, I said, thank you, Jesus, because um, the Lord knew I had to go. Uh, are you listening to me? Uh, this is God's appointed time of change and you better get in on what God's doing I'm telling you there's a season there's a space to get in this there's a space to get in it if you don't get it you're going to miss the time of your visitation you're going to miss the time of your visitation hallelujah what's God doing revealing himself I said he's revealing himself here's the scripture I want to give you in Colossians the first chapter Hallelujah. Man, I feel God in this place tonight. Glory. I, every, I mean, when I preached, and I prayed for somebody, one of one or two people, but every time I pray for them, God would work a miracle. I mean, it's a sign. I, I revealed this word uh, Sunday night in Savannah, and I can't remember somebody come up. Oh, yeah, a, a man come up. Uh, Brother Mickey come up whole side of his face was infected and swollen. You don't know what happened to him. You could see it puffed up. And I laid my hands on it. When I laid my hands on him, the swelling just like that disappeared. I mean, just in a heartbeat, just disappeared. And I told him, I said, Brother Mickey, go look in the mirror. He just throwed his hands up and started shouting and praising God. Went back there and looked at the mirror and come back glorifying God. Because whatever, he said, I don't know what it is. But the whole side of his face, just put, and it just like that, it just left. I preached it back up at Twin City Wednesday night. Lady come up. She said, I've got degenerative disc. She said that uh, God has, uh, she said, I need God to help me. She said, my disc, and I prayed for her, and she started shouting and praising God. I mean, just started, it said, the pain left her. And y'all remember in uh, the weekend of youth rally, uh, we had prayer for C.W. Green. They, it was in real bad shape. I went in there Wednesday night, the first night, preached on this restoring of the hearts of the fathers back to the children, exhorted on the family. God led me into some things. And at the end of service, uh, Sister Daniel said, I'd really appreciate it if you'd pray for him. I walked over and laid hands on him. He's had uh, three or four back surgeries, a couple of knee surgeries. He was sitting there in so much pain. He, he couldn't hardly move. He, 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 it would have been very easy for him to have justified staying home. But the very next day, I went out to eat lunch with him and his wife because they're really good friends of ours. And he told me, well, now, it was Friday. I went out Thursday. He come to church, uh, and Sister Daniels, at the end of service, had him testify. And he said, he said, I went home Wednesday night. He said, got in the shower. And he said, he said, I called my wife, and they said, oh, my God, said, I'm 90% better. There was no pain in his back. There was no pain in his legs. There was no pain in his body. And he said, I got out of the shower, went to sleep. The Lord woke him up at a little after 12. He said, I stayed up for four hours. 
He said, that words you preached, he said, that thing eat me alive. He said, on things I had done wrong, he said, I prayed and repented for nearly four hours. He said, God has done something in me physically. God has done something in me spiritually. And I'm going to tell you something, that man was dancing around there like a young man. And when I saw him Wednesday night when I preached there, just this last Wednesday night, buddy, he was bouncing around there like nothing ever happened to him. God went in that back, healed that back, healed them legs, restored that soul, set something in his spirit, and he won excited man. And this is what God's doing. This thing ain't coming. It's here. It's here. See, we keep we keep hearing that God's going to do something, and we keep saying, well, God's going to. God's going. No, God ain't going to. I'm telling you, God is. It's right here. It's right here. There's something coming on God's people. Lisa, I want you to come up here. Hallelujah. Do what? Why don't you stand right there? Why don't you stand right there? No, don't step over the line. Just stand right there. See that line? All right. This is, this is the scripture God gave me about what was happening to people. Your Sahara is fixing to turn into an oasis. Hallelujah. First, uh, Colossians, first chapter, 12th verse. Giving thanks unto the Father, which has made us meant to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his Dear son, that's what I saw. Is like people was battling. They couldn't get free. They couldn't get loose. They couldn't come forth. And when they yes. stepped over that line, hallelujah! It's like they went from darkness to light. Yes. It's like they went from darkness to light. Something come down and illuminate them, and the power of God come alive in them. I, the Lord told me, He said, the, the fivefold ministry I, and the ministries that we need to bring the church forward is now going to be imparted I, in people's lives. I, God's people have sat long enough, I, they've waited long enough, I, they've pulled back long enough, I, and it's time now. Thank you, Lord. I command that old torment lying spirit to be loosed off of you. That accusing force of hell, I, I command it to be loosed off of you. Be bound, Satan. I take your flight. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Don't you let the devil lie to you and tell you you ain't going anywhere. You can't feel nothing. You can't get a breakthrough. I, when the devil starts lying to you like that, you better realize you're close to something. I, you better realize God I, is fixing to come down I, and turn loose on you. I, hallelujah. I said, God's going to turn loose on you I, in the power I, of the Spirit. I, and I'm telling you, I, we have never passed this way before. I, never in all the years. I, have we seen the fivefold ministry I, begin to reveal itself? I, we are entering into a new thing. I, a new thing. I, a new thing has come. I, it ain't coming. It's here. It's here. It's here. It's here. 
You know what you got to do? Possess it. Possess it. Did you know that the children of Israel crossed Jordan? God had promised them Canaan land. They crossed Jordan, went into it. But you know who went over Jordan first? Warriors. Warriors. The two and a half tribes that stayed on this side of Jordan, their men of war crossed before the children of Israel. The men of war went over first. Why? To possess the land. God said, it's yours. I give it to you. It's a land full of milk and honey. I promised it to Abraham, but they had to go over there and fight for every square foot of it. They had to possess. The kingdom of heaven suffered violence, and the violent will take it by force. You will take this. You will possess this. You will lay hold of this. Luke 16 says, the kingdom of heaven is revealed, and every man presses his way into it. You ain't going to sit back and whine uh, about what's going on in your life. Uh, you ain't going to sit back and complain. Uh, you ain't going to sit back and let the devil uh, get your mind on other things. Uh, you're going to come out fighting. You're going to come out swinging. Uh, you're going to come out warring. Uh, you're going to come out taking the devil down. Why? This is your inheritance. This is your inheritance. This is your inheritance. Y'all hear me? This your inheritance. Hallelujah. And there's something being revealed in me. This thing's being revealed in me. Can y'all feel this? It's alive. It's real. It's solid. It's powerful. And I will possess this. And you will too if you'll follow what God's, if you'll follow what God's doing. I said if you'll follow this. But I'm going to tell you something. You ain't going to come sit under this and then go out and stay out of church in three or four weeks. And let your mind get on all kind of garbage, all kind of filth, all kind of perversion and evil. If you're going to get this and you're going to serve God, you're going to clean yourself up. You're going to clean your life up. Because I'm going to tell you, God's fixing to hurt some folks. God's fixing to hurt some folks. You hear me? And ain't nothing I can do about it. Y'all remember the Lord told me last year or so, he said, it's out of your hands. Man, I have fought for people. I have fasted. I have prayed. I have preached. I've been encouraged. I've begged. I've pleaded. I've pleaded for people to get in this church and get in prayer. I've pleaded for people to make a commitment to serve God. I've pleaded for people to get in here and be a part of the body. Let the body strengthen them. You cannot do this by yourself. Don't try. You can't do it. I can't do it by myself. If I can't do it, you sure to heaven can't do it. You can't do it by yourself. You got to have the body. You got to have the word. You got to have the anointing. You got to have the strength. And you got to have the prayers of the body of Christ. You got to have them. You ain't going to survive. You will not survive. The devil will take you out. He will take you out. I have preached on conditioning the mind. Sister Brenda has taught on warfare of the mind. Man, I, I remember probably uh, 2005, 6, 7 in there for about two and a half, three, I taught on the warfare of the mind so strong. Why? God told me this warfare was coming and if people did not condition their minds, if people did not discipline their minds, that they would sit right in the house of God while the word was being preached and the anointing was flowing and their mind would be just tormented by the enemy. And there's people like that right now because they will not fight to bring their thoughts and keep them on the things of God. 
The Bible says in Isaiah 26 and 3, the man whose mind is, I will keep in perfect peace. The man whose mind is stayed upon the Lord because he trusteth in me. You have got to discipline your mind to stay on the Lord. You've got to discipline it. And if you don't, the enemy's going to get you. He's going to get you. This ain't heaven and hell. This is the kingdom of heaven. This is possessing the kingdom of heaven or it's losing what God's called you to do. It's losing what God's called you to do. And God is revealing himself in such a great way. I want, and I want, to, uh, I want y'all to go with me to Daniel, the 12th chapter. I mean, all this stuff flooded my soul in probably about two or three minutes. And I spent the next 35, 40 minutes looking up Scripture. I was 30 minutes late to church. And I ain't never late to church, especially prayer. And I was within four or five miles of the church, and Sister Angela called me. She said, Brother matter where are you at? I said, God spoke to me. I said, now get there, you're going to know. She said, well, she, I said, besides, I said, it's only 7.15. She said, well, church started at 7 o'clock. I said, well, I thought it started at 7.30. I said, y'all need to make up y'all's minds. I said, one time I'm down here, y'all started at 7.30, 8 o'clock. Next time I'm down here, y'all started at 6.30 and 7. I said, but I'll be there in just a few minutes. Got there, and there was five or six people there. The rest of the crowd come in about 8 o'clock. I said, God, what are you going to do with folks? You know what God's going to do? He's going to feed those that make their calling and election sure that get in here and fight for what God's called them to do. See, you ain't, you ain't getting my anointing. You ain't getting my position. Why? I fought for this for 40 years. I fought for this place in God, for four, and I'm fixing to possess this. I'm telling y'all, I'm fixing to possess this. I feel it. I am closer to something in God than I have ever been in my life. And when God spoke to me two or three weeks ago, uh, I don't know who I was, what I was doing, but y'all remember I told y'all the Lord spoke to me, and when I'd lay hands on people, I'd wait for a certain feeling, and the Lord said, quit waiting on that feeling, just speak the word. There was something in the spoken word ministry went down inside of me. It went down inside of me, and man, now I just, uh, I mean, when I walked over and prayed for uh, Brother C.W. Green, I didn't feel a thing. I didn't feel no anointing. I didn't feel no faith. I didn't feel the Holy Ghost run through me. I just laid hands on him and spoke the word and commanded him to be healed in the name of Jesus. And uh, he lives about 30 miles from the church. time he left church and got home, he was almost completely healed. I mean, almost completely healed. Back, back in place, legs. I mean, that man couldn't hardly walk. He couldn't sit without pain. He couldn't stand without pain. He couldn't walk without pain. God totally remade that man and done a spiritual work in him. That's what got me more excited than anything. God done a spiritual work in that man. Hallelujah. And uh, Saturday night, him and four or five of the men from Twin City drove all the way to Savannah to be in that men's meeting. And that's 90 miles. You don't ride in a car 90 miles and your back all messed up. Man, he come in there and got testifying and praising God and telling people what God had done for him. And his son has his own mechanics business. And 
he had to come uh, get Sister Daniel's daughter Cheryl. Her car messed up. He had to come get it uh, somewhere around Friday. And Sister Daniels was telling me, he was talking to Sister Daniels and said, like talking to my daddy, like talking to a brand new man. Said God has so moved in him, God has so healed him and done something. He said, it's like talking to a different man. He said, and see, this is just a sign. This is just a sign of what God's doing that God wants to take us somewhere. And we keep trying to, and God told us, uh, a year ago, you've never passed this way before. He's fixing to take us a new way, bring forth a new generation, do new things, and we keep trying to uh, get God to do new things in our old religion and our old ways, and you ain't going to do it. You're not going to do it. You will turn loose of everything and enter into this and possess this. And, and God said, if people will start serving me at home and said they will leave their home in an atmosphere of praise. And, and, and my spirit, and he said, they will bring it into the house of God. He said, the reason that you have to pump and prime the front part of the services and pull on people, he said, they leave their home. They don't have the right spirit in their home. They don't have the right spirit when they leave home. They fuss and fight and bicker coming to the house of God. And when they come in, they bring the wrong spirit with them, and it affects the whole service. You have... Let's say we got 20 families in this church. And if there's one thing out of order in every family, and every family comes to church, that means you got 20 things out of order in the body of Christ. And I got to deal with every one of them while I'm preaching. The song leaders got to deal with them, the people leading the praise and worship, people testifying, people teaching. Because you didn't get yourself in order, you didn't get your spirit. In prayer and your house, your, your physical home is not a place where you serve God and there's an atmosphere of prayer and worship in your home. Hallelujah. God is dealing with things. God is dealing with things. And man, I got to exhorting. Uh, the Lord had me to start exhorting on all this fussing and arguing that's going on in the home. I said, especially when you got kids. And there were some people there that... Uh, have a, a son in his teens. And man, I laid down on that thing, uh, I think Sunday night in Savannah, and the Spirit of God wouldn't let me off of it. About three days later, one of them people come to me and told me God had changed their lives. Said so that word that you got on about the fussing and the fight, let me tell you something. You're going to fuss and fight? Don't you do it in front of your kids. Don't you do it in front of your kids. You ain't got no business raising hell and arguing in front of your kids. You will destroy that kid's security. You will mess that kid up. You will destroy their confidence in you as a Christian, and they will look at you as a hypocrite because you will get in there and fuss and fight and raise hell, then go to church and shout and praise God. You just destroyed your testimony. Like it or not, it's the truth anyhow. Just like somebody claims to be a Christian have the Holy Ghost and then they show their selves. They show their self. And it's one thing. I mean, anybody can get upset. But man, if you continually showing a bad report and a bad testimony, you can kiss your testimony goodbye. Ain't nobody going to have confidence in you. Ain't nobody going to have confidence in you uh, the way you act around them and in the house of God. I have tried to make my life an example. Am I perfect? No. 
I'm not perfect. Have I messed up? Yes. But one thing I do when I mess up, I go to prayer. I repent. I seek the face of God. I set things in order. And if I need to apologize, I'll go apologize. Amen. Why? I want God's blessings on me. I want God's favor on me. I want the Lord to look at me one day and say, Thou art my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. But it's not easy. If it's easy, anybody could do it. If it's easy, anybody could do it, Sister Brenda. You ain't going to do this with religious spirits. The humility of Christ is going to take us over. And I don't know what God is now beginning to reveal, but there is something going to bring us to the place that this fivefold ministry will begin to work in the lives of the people to bring us into what God has for us. Because church can't go nowhere without it. He said, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. That means teaching. You know, most people go to... They aren't taught anything about the body. They aren't taught anything about the gifts, the word, the anointing. They just go get a feel-good word and, and somebody preaches a, a list of do's and don'ts. You can't go here. You can't go there. You can't wear this. You can't wear that. You can't look like this. You can't look like that. Y'all have a blessed week. And that's about all people get. They get a good jerk. They get a good shout. They get a good shake. And most of the time, there ain't nothing to it. And then people go out and struggle to truly serve God. They go out and struggle to know what to do. They have no direction. And when trials come, they don't have any kind of a foundation under to be able to stand because they ain't been taught relationship in God. We better thank God for what he's doing in this church. We better thank God for the word and the anointing and the spirit. And I'm going to tell you something. Don't take this word and this spirit out of here and mess over it. God's going to hold you accountable. This is a holy word. This is a working of the Holy Ghost. If you're going to go back and wallow in your hog wallow, and you're going to go back like a dog and return to your vomit, you better leave this word alone. You better leave this word alone. And I'm going to tell you, this word is going to hurt some folks. Why? God's angry. People got time for everything except him. They got time for everything. God is not, the only time God is people's first priority is when they're in trouble or they're sick or they need help. That's the only time people come to God. God ain't your spare tire. God ain't your servant. God ain't your ATM. God ain't, God ain't your go-to fix-it guy. God is supposed to be the Lord of your life. He's supposed to be the Lord of your life that you have submitted everything into his hands and he's governing your life. Amen. There is something happening in the Holy Ghost. And this is the other thing God told me. Man, this really. I'm in Daniel 12, if y'all still with me. It's the fourth verse. But thou, O Daniel, shut up the words, seal the book, even to the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall be increased. Then I, Daniel, looked and beheld, there stood other two, the one on the side of the bank of the river, the other on that side of the bank of the river, and one said to the man, 
clothed in linen, which was upon the waters of the river. How long shall it be to the end of these wonders? And I heard the man clothed in linen, which was upon the waters of the river, when he held up his right hand and his left hand unto heaven, and swear by him that liveth forever, that it shall be for a time, times, and a half, and when he shall have accomplished to scatter the power of the holy people, all these things shall be finished. And I heard, but I understood not. Then said I, O my Lord, what shall be the end of these things? And he said, Go thy way, Daniel, for the words are closed up and sealed till the time of the end. Go with me to Revelation chapter 10. I'm fixing to bring this to a close. I tell you, I appreciate the Lord tonight. I do appreciate the Lord tonight. Y'all with me in Revelation 10, verse 1. And I saw another mighty angel come down from heaven, clothed with a cloud and a rainbow was upon his head. And his face was it were the sun, and his feet as pillars of fire. And he had in his hand a little book open, and he set his right foot upon the sea, and his left foot on the earth, and cried with a loud voice, as when a lion roareth, and when he cried, seven thunders uttered their voices. And when the seven thunders had uttered their voices, I was about to write, and I heard a voice from heaven, saying unto me, Seal up those things which the seven thunders uttered, and write them not. And the angel which I saw stand up on the sea and upon the earth, lifted up his hands to heaven, and swear by him that liveth forever and ever, who created heaven and the things that are in and the earth and the things that are therein and the sea and the things that are therein, that there should be time no longer. But in the days of the voice of the seventh angel, when he shall begin to sound, the mystery of God should be finished as he had declared to his servants the prophets. What is the mystery of God? Christ in you, the hope of glory. Here, he said, in the days when that seventh angel shall begin to sound, that mystery of God which is Christ in you, the fullness of God in you, he said, it shall be finished. But this is what the Lord told me. He said, the prophecies and the things God revealed to Daniel he told Daniel to seal them up. The seven thunders uttered and John started to write. He said, seal them up. The Lord told me the seals are fixing to be broken. What he revealed to Daniel, what he revealed to John the apostle, he said these seals are fixing to be broken. He said mysteries kept secret from the foundation of the world. He said I'm fixing to open them up and reveal them to my people. I'm going to tell you your understanding of the word is fixing to be open. The eyes of your understanding, it says in, I believe it's Ephesians 1, I think it's 17 or 18, where Paul said, let the eyes of our understanding be enlightened. We're fixing to be enlightened. But it ain't coming to just anybody. This is going to be the dedicated. This is going to be the sold out. This is going to be the hungry, the thirsty, the people that don't care about nothing except what God has for their lives. And I'm going to tell you, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I think I've listened to the New Testament three times all the way through in the last seven, eight days. Just listening to that word and getting that word in my spirit. Just getting it in my spirit. And the prayer, man, the spirit of prayer has been so good. And God 
Children, something's not coming. It's here. You say, well, Brother Matter, I don't feel it. Get in and fight for it. Get in and fight for it. Get in and search for this. Ask God to reveal himself to you. What did he say? Ask. And you shall what? Seek. And you shall find. Knock. And it shall be what? Open. What did God say he's going to do? He said, I'm fixing to open these seals. He said, I'm fixing to open these seals. I'm telling you all, God fixed to open these seals. But the Lord spoke to me back in 97 and told me things that he had hid was fixing to be revealed. And God don't just up and do something. He, he starts telling, God may speak for seven, eight, ten years telling these people what he's going to do, getting people prepared. But the Lord told me, he said, the appointed time of visitation ain't coming. He said, it's here. And if you take that scripture in Job, where it says appointed time, you look it up in the original Greek, it means to reorganize for war. It means to reorganize for war. And change means to alter course. So Job said, all the days of my reorganizing for war, I will wait till God alters my course. <laughs> God has altered my course. God has altered my course. I'm being made ready to go to war. Look it up for yourself. I got the definitions up here on, on these papers. Look it up for yourself. It means to reorganize. For war, and the word change means to alter course. The word change means to alter course. Hallelujah. Does that say organized for war right there? What does the next one say? Change, is it there? Change course. So Job said, all of the days... Of my organizing for war. He said, I'm going to wait till God alters my course. And he said, I'm going to put a whooping on somebody. <laughs> I'm going to put a whooping on somebody. <laughs> Amen. He said, I'm just waiting. Don't have to wait no more. The appointed time of visitation to everything. There is a season and a time to every purpose under that. This is your season. When the angel appeared to Zechariah and told him what God was going to do, Zechariah was old. Elizabeth was old and well street. She was barren. She was just like Sarah. And, and Zechariah looked at the angel and said, Well, how am I going to know? He said, I'm Gabriel, sent from God. I stand in the presence of God and said, you, This will be a sign to you. You're going to be struck dumb until God fulfills and does everything I've spoken and until my words are fulfilled. In their season. God's word has a season. It ain't going to come to pass. Till that season's there. God has spoken things for years. Y'all listening to me? The Bible says in the book of Acts. Uh, in the third chapter. And you get down to the. About the 19th verse. And it talks about. Repent ye therefore and be converted. That when the times of refreshing. Shall come from the presence of the Lord. And he shall send Jesus Christ, which before was preached unto you, whom the heavens must receive until the restitution, the restoring of all things 
which has been spoken by the mouth of all the holy prophets since the world began. The law and the prophets prophesied until John. They prophesied about the restoring. They prophesied about the kingdom. They prophesied, and now, he said, from John the Baptist forward, the kingdom of heaven. What they prophesied about is here. You start possessing it. Man, it, I'm going to blow y'all's minds tomorrow. I'm going to preach on the promise. And it's going to blow y'all's minds. God woke me up the other morning, spoke something I ain't never seen in all my years. And it's got me excited. That's what God spoke to me. He said, the promise. I'm after something. Amen. Are you after something? Get in here and fight for it. Get in here. You know, when that army went over Jordan, they went in there as a body to fight. They didn't go across Jordan and everybody run their own way. They went in there as an army. They went into there under their commander. And the Bible says in Joel, God's going to have an army that won't break his ranks. He's going to have an army that won't thrust one another. And, the, and it says, and the Lord shall utter his voice before his camp. God's looking for somebody that can take instruction. Amen. God's looking for somebody that can sit under leadership. That when God speaks something to you, you can hearken to it. You can be obedient to it. Because if you can't take instruction, you ain't got no business giving instruction. You don't. If God can't direct your paths and you can't sit and learn from somebody that's been there and you can't uh, sit under leadership, how are you ever going to lead? How are you ever going to? And I'm telling you, children, leadership ministry is fixing to come to the forefront. Y'all remember in, in, in 2009 when I was on that fast and God brought the word of the Lord to me and I went down and preached for Sister Angela and I seen a vision there how the ministers that was on the bottom was fixing to come to the top and Sister Angela stood up and I don't remember the vision uh, that she said she had but she said I seen God stick his hand down in what like a big jar of marbles and said everything was on the bottom. He just started pulling it to the top. And what was on top, God was flipping it to the bottom. If I be a servant of the Lord and this word is right and this is from God, one of these big charismatic preachers fixing it, just like that, he's fixing to be gone. I mean, God fixing to take him out. He's fixing to breathe his last breath. And another one of these old ministers, there ain't just a few left, God fixing to take another one off the scene. Y'all going to know God's bringing this thing down. Y'all hear me? God's bringing this thing down to the final get-go. And if we want this, God better become our first priority. God better become our first priority. Amen. we got to change the way we're doing things. You know, the, the main goal when we went into the first of the year was change. But nobody's changed their prayer. Nobody's changed their dedication. Nobody's changed the way they stood. Nobody's wanting to change. You ain't going to possess this. And God stressed, uh, stressed it. You're not going to. God said when we go into the new year, said the way you were in 2011, you can't stay that way in 2012 and possess what I'm doing. Is that not what God told us? And we've not put the effort out to change. I'm going to tell you something. I'm changing. I'm changing. You see me, 
And see, I've got the Bible downloaded on my, my, my phone. It's on my phone. You see me, and I've got my earphones in. I'm listening to the Word of God. I'm listening to the Word of God. I walked in that restaurant and had my earphones in my ear, and that young lady was hostess. Uh, she walked up to me, and I, I was concentrating on the Word of God, and uh, she said, you ready to be seated? I said, yeah. She said, you jamming? I said, oh, yeah. <laughs> I said, I'm jamming. <laughs> if I'd have told her what I was jamming on, she'd have, she'd have probably looked at me. Kind of, but I'd let her listen if she wanted to listen. You want to see what I'm jamming on? I'll show you what I'm jamming on. Amen. I'm listening to rock and roll. I'm listening to the rock that rolled my sins away. Amen. Everybody thinks Elvis Presley created jailhouse rock. No, Jesus did. When he shook the jail doors open, let Paul and Silas out. That was the first jailhouse rock there was. Elvis was a long way behind Paul and Silas. Amen. But I'm going to tell you the Lord's revealing himself. Don't. Y'all listen to me. People are getting too distracted. People aren't pressing in prayer. People slacked up on their dedications of prayer. How you know? I can feel it. I can feel it. I can feel the unconcernedness. I can feel the slackness. I can feel the lukewarmness. And it's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. My crowds this time preaching were half. And I don't go preach to crowds. But my crowds in every church I went in, they were half what they usually are. Why? People caught up in too much. People caught up in too much. But I will say that Brother C.W. Green, God done so much in him, but he gets up at 5.30 every morning, drives about 45 miles, picks his two grandbabies up, brings them back, and him and his wife take care of them till their daughter come gets them. And they were in church every night. She gets there around 4, 5 o'clock. They were there to pray with me. They were there in that service. They were there wanting what God was doing. It's easy to make excuses. Amen. You see, but I'm going to tell you something. This is a year God said we were coming under divine government. Divine government is the number 12. Does anybody know what number 13 is? I remember what Sister Sheila said. Rebellion. You don't get yourself under divine government this year, the spirit of rebellion is going to take you over in 2013. It's time to submit ourselves to God if we want what he's doing. Because I'm going to tell you something. God's going to use somebody. God's going to use somebody. God going God, What I saw, these people step over that line and they got illuminated. You, you feel something go through you? You can feel it, couldn't you? Feel it, Sister Kathy? Feel it. Why? It's here. That's why the Lord had me demo. It ain't coming. It's here. It's here. Don't, don't say God's going to do something. God is doing something. But what God does is going to depend on you and how much you seek Him, how much you press for Him, how much you not. And don't. Do not rob God in your tithes and offerings. Because I'm going to tell you, 
I was fixing to bring this thing home. Y'all hear me? I don't care what your tithes and offerings are. Your tithes belong. You ain't got no business spending your tithes. That belongs to God. You spend your tithe, God's tithe, you're a thief. You hear me? You're a thief. And God fixing to deal with this. God fixing to deal with this. If you can't keep the simple basics of God's word, then why do we think God's going to take us into a, a world-renowned uh, deliverance ministry and Christ living in us in the fullness? If we can't keep the simple basics of God's word, if we can't come to the house of God and pray, why do you think God's going to reveal himself to you? If we can't honor God our tithes and offerings, why do you think God's going to bless you with riches? He won't. Because you can't be faithful in the little things. Amen. You can't be faithful in the little things. Then God ain't going to bless you with bigger things. If God can't trust you to do what's right with little things. Amen. You, you know, if I give you $50 and I say, I need you to go do this, this, and this. And you can't go do what I asked you to with $50. You want me to turn around and give you 1000 Children of God, we in a proving time. We in a testing time. God's looking for somebody that can be obedient to his voice and his word and can learn to come together and, and work with the body. We're a body ministry. We've got to learn to work together. Amen. We've got to learn to work together. I appreciate this word tonight. I don't know whether y'all appreciate this or not, but I appreciate this. Because, see, it's not just a message. It's the word of the Lord. It's the word of the Lord to God's people at this time. It's the word of the Lord to God's people at this time. You've got to take it and you've got to apply it to your life. You've got to apply it to your life. And you, you, you can't let other things slip. Just because I may move on to something else in the next two or three weeks, you can't let your dedications and what God has, has convicted you of and led you, you can't let those things slip. You've got to be diligent. Amen. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. And he that cometh to God must believe that he is. And he is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. That word diligently means continually. You, you press, you knock, you seek. You continually seek God. You continually want God's will in your life. You continually stand up against the forces. Amen. God's not looking for somebody to come in here and him wash them and clean them up and then go out and wallow back in the hog wallow. God ain't looking for that. God said, keep yourself unspotted from the world. He said, come out from among her, my people. Separate yourself. Separate yourself. Amen. You cannot serve God as long as you surround yourself with junk and garbage and filth that's going to pollute your mind and pollute your spirit. You can't do it. You've got to set an atmosphere of God. And that's what God's talking about. The homes where you serve Him. The homes where you serve God. You don't serve God here. You worship God here. The homes where you serve Him. That's the reason God's told us many times. You ain't got God in your living room. How are you going to bring Him to church? You ain't got God in your bedroom. You ain't got God in your kitchen. How are you going to bring Him to church? You ain't. But see, people come to church, God moves on, they get this glory, they get a touch from God, they go right back out and walk into filth and confusion and perversion, and then they lose everything God's done for them.
They come in here, God heals them, God settles their mind, heals their nerves. They walk right back out of the church and, and, and go right back into stress, confusion, depression, discouragement. It ain't never going to work till we get our homes in order. Amen. And once we get our homes in order, we can get the church in order. But I'm going to tell you this five-fold ministry, it's going to start teaching people what to do. I have never exhorted on the home and dealt with things in the home like God had me this time I was gone. I mean, man, every time I turned around, God was on the home. He was on the confusion, the arguing, the fussing, the fighting, the television, the radios. I mean, everything people set before, I mean, God was on people. Because you can't serve God when you've got a, an atmosphere of junk that's going to pollute your spirit. God's not pleased with this kind of stuff. He's not. He's not pleased with this kind of stuff. And it's time to do some house cleaning. Time to do some physical house cleaning. Time to do some spiritual house cleaning. Get your house in order. Amen. Get your house in order. Get your spirit of prayer back. Get your hunger for God back. Let's get in here and fight. I appreciate the Lord tonight. I hope y'all appreciate this word. I really do. I hope y'all appreciate this word. Because I want to see God do something for us. You know, the Lord spoke uh, when we were in the men's retreat. And some of you men uh, that was there, Brother John, you remember when Brother Cromer prophesied? He said, this church will be made an example. This church will be a forerunner. He said, that was like a book of Acts experience. Remember, Brother Steve? He said, like a book of Acts experience had come down. And something fell in that place that night. Something holy come in. But when God does something, you've got to not only we obtain it, but you've got to retain it. You've got to retain what God does, and you've got to move forward in it. When God does something in you, he don't want you to stay the same place. He wants you to grow. And the only way to grow is study, prayer, put it to work in your life. Strive to live by the Word of God every day, outside your home and in your home. The, the move of God ain't going to stay in the church. It's going to the streets. It's going to the streets. I mean, the Lord showed me that woman so plain. I mean, I just walked by. I turned and looked at her. And the Lord said, she got high blood pressure and heart disease. And I just kept walking. I saw myself in the street. Just walk over and lay hands on her and God heal her. If I'd felt the unction of the Holy Ghost, I'd been right there. I'd have been right there. What's God showing? Jesus said, I do nothing except what I see my father do. We're, we're, God wants to bring us to that place. God wants to. I remember, uh, y'all heard me. Anybody ever hear Jack Coe? Anybody ever heard any of his tapes? I remember Jack Coe. Uh, on one of his tapes, he's talking about he went to the hospital to pray for somebody. When he got on the elevator, there was a woman on there. I think she had a big uh, tumor or something in her throat. Uh, and her and her husband were talking. And she was telling her husband, said, Doctor, there ain't no hope. Said, I'm going to die. He said, well, there's got to be hope. She said, no. Said, Doctor said, they couldn't operate. There ain't no hope. She said, Doctor gave me so long to live. And they was talking back and forth. And said, Spirit of the Lord, come on, Jack Coe. He just stepped over in front of the woman, slapped his hand on her, and said, the name of Jesus be healed. When it did that, go just like that, just disappeared. And by the time it disappeared, the elevator door opened. He stepped off. They were sitting there, oh, my God, it's gone. It's gone. It's gone. My God, it's gone. And they didn't even know what happened. The Spirit of God so mesmerized him, he just walked off the elevator, walked on. They were standing there. Gordon was gone. 
Did God do that back in the 50s? That ain't a drop in the bucket what God wants to do now. But see, what I keep telling y'all is this move, if God's going to minister to somebody like that, they're going to be somebody God's called. This is not for the sinner. This move is not for the sinner. This move right here is for the saints. This is to get the saints ready to possess the kingdom of God. Just give the saints direction to edify them, to strengthen them, to mature them, to bring them forward. That's what God's doing. He's bringing, he bringing the saints forward. Amen. So let's get down to business. You come in here tomorrow, get on your knees, go to prayer with me. Go to prayer with me.